Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love podcast. I am Haley Holliston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Tom O'Grego here, and he is the founder of the Green Health Project. Welcome. Hey, nice try on the name. It was. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I get it? <laughs> As I, close enough. You know what? I, I respond to almost anything. So as long as it's not a four letter word, we're good. Ah, yes, definitely. <laughs> but, but for everybody listening, though, what is it? Uh, my last name? Mm-hmm. Arguello. Arguello. So, okay. You know what? I've heard, I've heard everything. Don't even worry about it. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> okay, so one of the reasons why I want to talk with you because I'm so passionate about health, too, and I think that a lot of times when I'm talking about sexuality or relationships, people don't really realize how important your physical, mental health is to your sexual relationship and your spiritual connection, really. So go into detail with like, how did you even get into this? Well, uh, everything started for me about seven years ago. I was, um, prior to that, um, I was sick all my life, right? You know, through a diet of fast food, high stress jobs, things like that. Um, growing up, I ate a diet of strictly fast food, um, you know, lots of soda, lots of alcohol, all the stuff that is really fun and cool, but eventually adds up and it takes a toll on you. So um, I was diagnosed seven years ago with um, testicular cancer. And for me, that was like a nuclear bomb that went off in my life. You know, it was a very surreal experience and it kind of changed my outlook because prior to that, I was somebody who would always go and outsource my health. So when I developed um, high blood pressure, I went to the doctor and said, okay, I need a pill for this, right? And, um, and then I had fatty liver disease. Okay, now I need another pill, you know, depression. Now you need Zoloft. And, and it was always this cadence of, you know, um, sim- symptom and then a pill to mask it. So it was a pill for every ill, which is the typical Western model, right? Pill for every ill. And uh, it wasn't until I was diagnosed with cancer that I decided to kind of draw a line in the sand and just kind of take ownership of my health. And that started with refusing the traditional model of cancer treatment, which is uh, cut, burn, and poison, right? And that's the, um, the holy trinity of cancer treatments, cut, burn, and poison. And I just, I kind of found myself at a crossroads. And I think, as is the case with most people, at some point in your life, you're going to be at a crossroads, which is going to require you to take an action. It's going to require you to pick a side and pick a lane. Either you're going to go down that lane, which continues you on the path of normalcy and comfort and stability or you're going to take the road less traveled over here. And this road is not very well lit and there's bumps in the road, there's potholes, there's detours, but that's the road that's going to end up. That's the road you need to be on because this is the road that leads towards transformation. So through the process of, um, you know, parsing all of that out and deciding what I was going to do, um, I ended up foregoing the traditional model of um, of medicine and, and foregoing the chemotherapy that my oncologist wanted me to do. 
and I opted instead for just overloading on um, on nutrition and transforming myself mind body and spirit and as a result of some of the practices that I did um, I started juicing you know copious amounts of green juice gallons gallons and gallons per day I uh, started getting outside and exercising in nature uh, I started meditating and it all started with the diet as a result of the the detoxification and the cleansing that basically resulted in a clarity of mind and the fogginess went away. And then that ultimately led to just kind of a spiritual awakening about a year later. And, you know, physically I had dropped like 55 pounds and, um, you know, continue to keep it off. Um, you know, cause I still juice every day. I still eat clean. And then a couple of years later, I, I actually went full vegan and, um, did that for a couple of years. I've lately, I've been incorporating fish back in maybe once or twice a month, but it's other than that, it's like hundred percent plant-based, no dairy. I haven't consumed dairy for several, several years, many, many years now. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of a long winded answer to your question, but, uh, that's where I'm at now. Mm, yes. Yeah, but I love that though, because it was you taking responsibility and saying, okay, I can keep going this way or I can really take full control of what's happening. Exactly. And it's not, a, not it's not an easy decision. You know, it's, um, I, I was putting up with a lot of crap from my family and friends and people who wanted me to take the chemotherapy because it was safe and because, you know, it, that's, that's what was done, right? This is the model that's been working for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, you know, mm -hmm. that's what you do. You know, you get cancer, you go and you get chemotherapy and you go and you get radiation and, and then you hope and pray that it doesn't come back. Right. Because chemotherapy, it's an antiquated treatment. It works for some people. And, and here's the kicker Haley is that it actually was proven to be pretty effective for my type of cancer. Mm-hmm. And even though I probably could have done it and could have been just fine, it was again, drawing the line in the sand where I need to take responsibility for my health and I need to um, end this cycle of outsourcing, right? So it, it started out, I was outsourcing my health, but then I kind of stepped back a little bit and I started realizing we as a society, we're not just outsourcing our health, but we're outsourcing everything. Mm. And don't let me get on my soapbox, but um, we're outsourcing, you know, we've got news that tells us what to, what to, what is news, right? It, they're telling us, this is what we think you should know instead mm -hmm. of us deciding for ourselves, what is newsworthy? What is it that I need to know, right? We have people outsourcing, telling us what to eat, what to think, how to pray, how to have a spiritual connection. So we have all these intermediaries. We have all these third parties and when in reality, we don't need any third parties. We, we are capable. We have an innate ability to know what is good for us on all levels. So that's kind of where I'm at now in my journey is realizing that, um, you know, we don't need to outsource anything. You are enough. I think that's the main message. You are enough. You mm. know, you know what to do. Yes. But I, oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I'm all about everything that you're saying. And I love, love, how you said outsourcing your power, because I talk about that a lot mm -hmm. when women come to me and they say they can't have an orgasm and then they blame it on their partner. And then it's like, well, 
he's not fulfilling me. Girlfriend, you're not fulfilling you. Take care of your needs, right? Yeah. And so I like what you're saying in terms of let's not outsource any of our needs. Let's take responsibility for all of our needs on all levels, sexual, spiritual, emotional. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to. And that's part of it, you know, and I love what you do because you're addressing a specific need that has been, you know, overlooked for, for many years. And it's part of a healthy person. It's part of health. It's part of relationships. It's part of life. You know, it's, it's proven that um, having sex and having, being able to have an orgasm Mm -hmm. is, is, it does, you know, promote the, those pleasure chemicals. It's good for your immune system. Um, So, I mean, you're, you're doing great work yourself. So. Oh, thank you. Kudos to you. Thanks. Well, listen, that's why I love doing talk with you too, is because the fact that, you know, I used to be on an antidepressant. So mm-hmm. I did the whole, you know, all that route too, mm-hmm. with the antidepressants, the sleeping pill, yep. the Xanax, but you know, and so I think that it's so important for the people listening to take responsibility for their power. So, okay. So for someone listening, if they're like, man, I've been outsourcing everything, <laughs> I'm outsourcing mm-hmm. every need, how mm-hmm. do they even begin to, um, to take back their power? Hmm, Good question. I think it begins with, number one, identifying what the issue is. You kind of, again, take that step back and realize everything that's out there in the world that is preventing you from realizing your own power and stepping into your own power. Be it limiting beliefs that you've been programmed with from an early age, be it, you know, societal constructs, uh, organizations. Um, it, everything really clicked for me when I started meditating. And meditating has been a game changer for me. Um, every morning, you know, I try to get in at least five to 10 minutes. Sometimes it's not feasible, although there is the old Zen saying that says you should sit in meditation for 10 minutes a day, unless you're too busy, then you should sit for an hour. Mm. But um, <laughs> And then there's other schools of thought that you should try to do a minute for every day, for every hour in the day. And that's also cool uh, if you can fit that in. But meditating for me really opened the door to the idea of that there is a greater power, but that greater power is actually coming from within. When you are able to peel back the layers of of who and what you are and you're able to just sit in that stillness in the stillness in the silence comes the answers and the realization that you don't need anyone else you're you're enough you're capable of fixing yourself of fixing your life fixing your health fixing your finances fixing everything you know and you just, you just take a look at the animal world out there in the animal kingdom there are no um, oncologists for for wild animals. You know, there is no ENT for horses, you know, outside of veterinary. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about wild. Um, out in the wild, they know what to do. Like my dog, you know, he eats great food. We feed him clean as well. But every once in a while, if he gets an upset stomach, he goes outside and starts eating the grass. You know, they know, they know what to do. Animals know what to do. And guess what? We're animals too. We know what to do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it's because over the years we've kind of taken a step back from the practice of self-healing and 
we've started going to, you know, originally, you know, maybe witch doctors, then it turned into, hey, eat this root, and then it turned into, hey, take this pill. And then now we're going back to here, eat this root, eat this fruit, eat this, eat these leafy vegetables, you know, eat fermented foods. And, you know, it's what's old is new again. And I think we're, we're getting back to a place where we're, we're beginning to know again. And I think with everything going on with the pandemic, um, my hope is that once we come out of this, that we'll again realize the importance of the immune system and healthy eating and things like that. And boy, I'm all over the place, aren't I? I'm like pew, 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 squirrel ramble. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I'm normally all over the place, so I think people listening know that. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's great that you say that because it's like when you bring up the animal analogy, like the giraffe is not going to the therapist or the nope. you know. <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I think that's great that you're saying all that because that's something that we almost forget that we even have power to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's cliche now, but it's like when Neo gets unplugged from the matrix, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, yeah you do know Kung Fu. <laughs> you just have to remember that, you know, Kung Fu, that's a weird analogy, but you know, again, when you unplug yourself from that, the matrix, which that matrix of the outside world, and again, sit in the stillness and realize that, yes, you, you do have power and you do know how to heal and just, and it's okay. And I think part of the reason is meditating for a lot of people is weird. It's not something that that we're grown up doing, that we grow up doing. And, you know, when I first started meditating, I thought it was something that, um, you know, old men in India with long beards who sit on top of mountains do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, I thought it was Buddhist monks. And But no, everybody does it. You know, there's successful CEOs that do it. All People of all walks of life. And you can take meditation as far as you want to take it. it even if it's just you know, having a conscious breath and letting it out. That's a meditation. That's what Eckhart Tolle says is even a conscious breath. One conscious breath is meditation. So there's really no wrong way to do it. And when I first started doing it, I sucked. I mean, I sucked hard at meditating. I, and it was mainly because I was just stuck in my own head. You know, I was just thinking to myself as I was sitting there, like, what am I doing? I look stupid. You know, this, this is dumb, right? Once you get past those thoughts and realize that's just the ego trying to keep you in a lower consciousness, right? That's the ego's job is to keep itself alive and keep itself relevant. And so I don't think we can ever truly get rid of the ego, but we can suppress it and, and keep it in check. And then that allows you to embrace the, the healing and transformative powers of meditation. It's just kind of get out of your own head. If you, if you feel that thought coming in, just let it go. You know, just in and out. Mm, yeah, because it seems like more and more people now are meditating though, right? I think so. It's becoming more common practice uh, these days. Um, and, you know, I do everything that I can to, you know, to get the word out about meditating and medi meditate before you medicate. That's what I always say. Mm, I like it. Mm -hmm. I like meditate, don't hate. Yes. <laughs> 
meditate, don't hate. That's, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that I had someone tell me once, they said, I can't get out of my head during sex. And it's like, well, mm. you don't even allow yourself time to do that. So what do people say that they say, okay, I can't get out of my head. Then what do you say? Um, if, you, if they can't get out of your head, then I, then I say, okay, fine. I think we need to meet people at their level. Mm -hmm. So, and that applies to med meditating. It applies to, you know, sexual counseling. It applies mm -hmm. to healthy eating. You can't get out of your head. No problem. Do, do one thing. Focus on your breath. You have these thoughts coming in, you know, you're thinking about things I haven't, you haven't thought about in 10 years. What am, did I leave the stove on? What are we having for dinner? You know, my, um, I need to get my vehicle inspected. All of these, all this random stuff comes in when you're meditating. Mm -hmm. No problem. Focus on your breath. Focus on your breath in and out. Right. Let's take one step. And then the next step is, okay, now that you're focused on your breath, just maybe focus on visualize, visualize something, visualize a color. I like to visualize like if I'm, if I'm having trouble getting it out of my own head, just vi visualize like the color white, you know, just visualize the color white, clear everything out. And that it's like white out for your, for your head. Like, you know, you're just whiting everything out, blank it out. So there's things that you can do, but just take it one step at a time. If you don't want to jump in, last thing you want to do is, um, make it to where it's unsustainable and make it to where it's where you give up, right? Just keep going, right? Do one thing at a time. And, you know, to your point earlier, talking about you can't get out of your head during sex. Well, why don't you make sex a meditation? Mm, why can't it be? That. Right. <laughs> Who said there's no wrong way to meditate. Sex can be a meditation, you know, just, and it, because it is about energy, right? It's about energy mm -hmm. transference and, that uh, that itself everything is energy so if you, if you make that sexual experience into a form of meditation set that intention now you're talking i think you're onto something i <laughs> mm, love that i know I, I told a couple that once i was like just set an intention before sex and focusing on what you want to manifest right and hopefully it's you manifest that big o yeah, yeah. well that's assumed hopefully <laughs> For sure. Um, okay, so what would you want, um, like what takeaway do you want people to know in terms of their health or meditation mm -hmm. or spirituality? Um, really just understand that you have more power than you think you do. And I think that's, especially during COVID, mm. that's really the main message. Realizing that you have the power to fortify your immune system. You have the power to turn off the TV. You have the power to meditate. You have the power to um, to back away from anything that isn't serving you. You know, specifically talking about your health and fortifying your immune system. Um, try to limit. Obviously, meat and dairy is acidic and mucus forming and acid forming. That's going to have long term consequences for your health. Um, eating processed food. You know. And, overconsumption of processed food. Again, your body is not going to recognize that as actual food. It, it actually recognizes processed food as a foreign substance that it needs to fight against. And that's why we have an inflammatory response towards processed food because it doesn't recognize it as real food. So when you're eating processed food over a long period of time, 
you've got chronic inflammation and that chronic inflammation then manifests in a number of different ways. Manifests as heart disease, as diabetes, as cancer, as autoimmune deficiencies. And guess what? Now you have an underlying comorbid, comorbid, words are hard, comorbidity factor. You have an underlying <laughs> factor that puts you at a high risk for COVID and puts you in that high risk category. So if you cut back on all that processed food, meat and dairy, and just focus on um, fortifying your immune system with real food, with probiotics, naturally probiotic food, um, anything that is pickled, right? Any kefir, kombucha, kimchi, sauerkraut, those are my go-tos for probiotics. And then get on a good supplement, you know? Um, there's a lot of good options out there in terms of prebiotics, probiotics, green superfoods. If you don't have time to juice, there are some good alternatives out there uh, of that um, that you can put in, you know, powder that you can put in water or or almond milk. Sometimes I do that too, but it's it's really about what your eating, but it's also, we have to put a lot of importance on what you're not eating because that's the other side of it, right? And tying it back to what you do, you know, what you're eating, garbage in, garbage out. You know, you want to taste better for your partner, try some pineapple, right? I'm sure you know all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then when it comes for the, for the men out there, one of the earliest signs of erectile dysfunction, I mean of heart disease rather, coronary artery disease, is erectile dysfunction. So uh, if you're eating a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, and you're having trouble, you know, getting it up, um, you need to have your heart checked because you may have a bigger issue. That's the the first sign actually is um, erectile dysfunction. So pay attention to that. Ooh. I'm really glad you said that because that is so common now. Oh yeah. You know, it's what's uncommon Haley is having to pop a pill to get an erection. We shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to do that at any age. You know, look at there's people who, you know, in their sixties, seventies are able to father children and we, you know, without popping pills, um, and I'm not shaming anybody for doing that. Don't get me wrong, but just realize that you could transform your health and get off, you know, Cialis or Viagra um, just by consuming more of a plant-based diet. As a matter of fact, um, I had somebody, you know, the, the CBD right here. I had somebody, an elderly man, tell me um, he took CBD and he was actually able to perform from the CBD. I'm like, Hey, look, that's all takes, right? Mm -hmm. Take something bad out, replace it with something good. Right. Um, what, what was really interesting, there was a, I don't know if you've seen it, but the Netflix documentary, the game changers, Mm -hmm. they did a segment where they took, um, I think it was college athletes and they gave them just like a regular standard American diet meal. And then they measured their blood, and of course, you could see all of that, you know, cholesterol, and it looked it looked really bad in that vial. Then the next day, they gave them a plant based meal, drew their blood again, and then so clear, you know, it was looking night and day difference. Well, they did the same thing uh, in measuring the erection. They did the same thing. They did they gave them the, mm-hmm. the meat, 
you know, meat-based meal and then measured their erection overnight. And then they gave them a plant-based meal and measured their erection over um, the, night, the next day. Night and day difference. It was harder for a longer period of time with plant-based. So the message here is if you want to keep it up, eat some plants. Mm. <laughs> Just such a great quote. <laughs> I love it. Go vegan, um, keep it up. that's a great message that's so good because i don't know if you saw my post about the girl who i had a client last year who told me that she had trouble breathing during sex breathing oh she was overweight now it's oh oh, right 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 right. i was like that's such a red flag i'm so glad you're realizing that now yeah you know um really take you've if you can't breathe if you can't you know, if you don't have the stamina, then yeah, you know, listen to those messages and, and take an action and, and correct it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. we're so quick to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Let me just keep suppressing and avoiding this. And then you end up. Well, the thing, I mean, look, when I had cancer, I, I prolonged going to the doctor for months, like way longer than I should have, because I just didn't I didn't want to accept the reality and I didn't want to, you know, I kept thinking, Oh, this is maybe it's just an infection or maybe I can get some antibiotics and, but no, you know, you, you, you can only avoid things for so long until it is so glaring and in your face that you have no other choice. And, and in, you know, in reality, in my case, I always say, thank God for cancer because cancer saved my life. You know, if it wasn't for cancer, who knows, who knows? And I'm, you may, they may have had to cut me out of my house one day. I mean, you never know. Um, I could have had a heart attack, could have had something else. And so I really say cancer saved my life, which is, I know it's kind of a weird thing to say. But. Mm. I think that's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Oh, okay. Um, so I'm on Instagram at the green health project. Um, I also have a podcast, which you've done. You're one of my first guests. Thank you very much. Healthy shit podcast Mm -hmm. on all platforms, anywhere you download podcasts and, um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, probably more active on, um, Instagram. Yeah. His Instagram is phenomenal. Y'all I will post your links below. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions for Tom, be sure to DM on him on Instagram or contact me. I'm all about y'all being healthier, having more fulfilling uh, sex lives, relationships, share the podcast, and I'll talk with you later. Bye.